Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to another Don't Wash the Jersey episode of a Colts podcast presented by Sports Illustrated and Horseshoe Huddle. My name's Brandon, and I'm joined here by your co-host, my best friend, Andrew Moore. What a football game. You got to enjoy it from the comfort of your own home. How you feeling? Are you energized? You're probably not tired after all the traveling. What's going on? JT for MVP. Pretty simple. What a game. Should what be a the name of the episode, to be honest. What a legendary performance by Jonathan Taylor and by the entire Colts team, really. All three phases of the game had a major, Im- or all three phases of the team had a major impact on the game. The Colts ran the damn ball. They forced Josh Allen into a lot of mistakes and they capitalized on those mistakes. This is the performance we've been waiting to see from this Colts team, a full 60 minute performance against a playoff team and the Colts absolutely dominated today. So I'm fired up. It was a great performance. How was your Sunday, man? My Sunday's good. I got my jersey on still. Uh, I got a little chili stain on my Darius Leonard jersey here. Uh, eat but you're some, not washing it. Eat some chili. You're not Can't wash that. it. That's 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 winning chili. That's victory chili. Uh, that's gonna stay there until uh, maybe the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe we just just keep maybe plucking away. Week, maybe week one of next year, even. Who knows? Hey, <laughs> why wouldn't you try? Uh, wouldn't you try? Go follow us at a Colts podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we appreciate you guys doing that. We have fun with you on there. Uh, but yeah, Andrew, Colts win forty-one to fifteen. Uh, do you remember the bet you guys made? No, no, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what the bet was. Please do not remind please, us, Brandon. Don't, don't, please, don't kick off. Don't yeah. kick this off like this. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Um, no, to be completely honest. But the Colts do win 41-15. Like you said, complete game. I mean, that wasn't in the notes here, but I knew I wanted to talk about how uh, we played all four quarters. The defense especially. Uh, spectacular. That's two weeks in a row. They played all four quarters. Come on, man. I can't help it. Listen, you send it, and I'll, de- I'll decide if I'm going to post it. Um. Anyway, JT had a crazy game. Defense had another perf- almost perfect game. Uh, turnovers. I mean, I, I'm worried about where we'd be without the turnovers as a team if the defense wasn't creating these turnovers, but we are. And, and, and unlike early in the season, we're capitalizing on it. They, they threw out a stat during the game that we are actually number one on points off of turnovers, which, uh, I was really happy to hear. Didn't realize that, but yeah, JT story of the day. Uh, and I think somebody mentioned how the defense was going to get lost in this, but still JT all day MVP. Jonathan Taylor, I mean, there, there's, what can you say about this guy? He's he's just next level. I mean, we've been talking about it the past few weeks that that Jonathan Taylor was is starting to go from a star into superstardom. Now, I think he is in superstardom mode, and not only that, he's firmly in the MVP conversation. Jonathan oh, yeah. Taylor today, thirty two carries, one hundred and eighty five yards, four touchdowns on the ground. He had three catches, 19 yards, and another touchdown through the air. With Without Jonathan Taylor, who knows what this Colts offense looks like. But going into this game, if I would have told you that Carson Wentz was 11 for 20, had 106 yards, do you think the Colts win this game by almost 30? No. No? Not, not at all. Jonathan Taylor comes out and has probably one of the, if not the best, performance by our running back in Indianapolis Colts history. He breaks the franchise record for touchdowns in a game with five. You got to think of all the guys that are, that have been on this, on the Colts throughout the years, Edron James, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, uh, Eric Dickerson, Marshall Falk can go on and on. And Jonathan Taylor had five touchdowns, a franchise record. Just, just unbelievable. The kid has 1400 yards from scrimmage. 1,100 yards on the ground, 300 and some through the air. He's on pace for 2,000 yards from scrimmage. And there's not a player in the league that's doing what Jonathan Taylor is doing and not a more important player to his team than Jonathan Taylor is to the Colts right now. So you can think about the quarterbacks. You can think of Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's Murray's missing games. Kyler Murray's been out for three games. The Cardinals are 2-1 and in those games. Doesn't seem like he's at that valuable. Josh Allen was an MVP candidate. Josh Allen just got steamrolled by the Colts. By Jonathan Taylor. 
Dak Prescott just laid an egg against the, yep. the Kansas City Chiefs, and, and I think he laid an egg a couple weeks ago. He's also missed some games. I think you've got left, quarterback-wise, maybe Aaron Rodgers. And, Aaron Rodgers. And, and then and Tom Brady. Tom Brady. And, well, I mean, he's had two losses in a row, too, that were real ugly. Jonathan Taylor hasn't had an ugly game. Um, but the, the, the one I was getting at is Patrick Mahomes seems to be – clicking again it's starting i mean we're going to see the chiefs dominate i feel like we're at the point now they did beat a good football team but yeah i mean the case for jonathan taylor is undeniable i mean there, there's just no question jonathan taylor is is i think we can confidently say this jonathan Stanford. taylor is the is the best running back in the league. And, and I mean, Derrick Henry is injured. So when Derrick Henry is in there, I'd probably give the crown to Derrick Henry, but I would say that Jonathan Taylor is right on his heels. If not, it's one a and one B I there's there. He does everything so well. Yeah. He, he runs over guys. He makes pass guys protection. miss in the open field pass protection. There were multiple times where the Buffalo bills were sending guys at Carson Lentz and, and Taylor picked him up pretty well, which he didn't have a very good game last week against Jacksonville and picking yeah. up those blitzes. He did today in Buffalo. And then you, you talk about how the big knock on him coming out was him not being able to catch the ball out of the backfield. Jonathan Taylor has become very good at catching the ball out of the backfield and has become a weapon in that regard. So it's, it's just crazy to see the progression that Taylor has been since about the middle of last year, even after that, after that Baltimore game and after that Detroit game, ever since then, we have seen uh, just a steady progression for Jonathan Taylor. And I, I don't, the sky's not even the limit. He he's, he can go above the sky. Jonathan Taylor is absolutely incredible. One of the best football players I have ever seen in my entire life. And, and I don't think this is going to stop anytime soon. Uh, Brandon said that the bet was the bet we made with him. He would run around his house in his boxers painted blue 10 times that we want. I thought you and I made a bet that I forgot about Andrew. Uh, apparently <laughs> it was just with Brandon. Uh, make sure to record that. Uh, whoever's at home, uh, we would like to post that on our social media. Um, because we won the, I guess, uh, we want to bet. Uh, but another good point, still less carries than, than, than Henry. And, Mm-hmm. I got into this conversation with people on Twitter this week about how Jonathan Taylor has more, and literally some Titans fanatic goes, yeah, that's because Henry's able to carry the ball X amount of times a game. Jonathan Taylor's legs would fall off if he ran the ball that many times. I'm like, what are you, what? That's the argument against, like he was, there's literally people going, oh, here come the Colts fans talking about how he did it on less carries. Yeah. That that's the point. That means he averages more, more yards a carry. He's more efficient. I don't. I don't. I, if we like you said a couple weeks ago, I don't want to run Jonathan Taylor into the ground like the Titans do to Henry because we want him to last a long time. But I mean, thirty-two carries this week, one hundred probably that's probably a season high. I would assume one hundred eighty-five oh, yeah. yards, Easily. four touchdowns, three catches for nineteen yards and a touchdown. Um, I mean, uh, he was unbelievable. And obviously, he's the thumbnail image for you YouTube watchers today. Obviously. I mean, well, there is no question. Well, and think about it, too. I mean, Derrick Henry gets 30 carries a game. Derrick Henry's not putting up five touchdowns in a game with 30 carries like Jonathan Taylor is. What Jonathan Taylor does get the amount of carries that Derrick Henry gets, this is the result, 185 yards and four touchdowns on the ground alone. So if you really want to talk about that, we can go that route, and I still think Jonathan Taylor has the edge. But And and the thing is, too, teams know that the Colts are going to run the ball with Jonathan Taylor, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. The Colts still dominate and, and yeah. credit to the Which, offensive by the way, line same, too. same thing the Titans do and people can't yeah. stop it. So I, what's exactly. the difference here? Credit to the offensive line too. We talked yeah. about it on Wednesday that this offensive line really needed to step up and create those holes for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And they did that. The Colts offensive line did a phenomenal job. I don't think Carson Wentz was sacked today. I could be wrong. I'll obviously have to go back and look at the film, but I don't think that Carson Wentz was sacked today either. He didn't throw it that much, granted. But but still, whether it was pass protection, whether and obviously on the run with Quentin Nelson in the game or not, the Colts still dominated up front, dominated that, that Bills defensive line, and, and absolutely made it a point to impose their physicality on this Bills defense. Kyle Stewart, no sacks. Thank you, stats. Uh, Matt, Kyle here just 
on the ball ahead of you. You're the stats guy. We need you ready for these moments. Uh, I thought you were a little more dedicated than this. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, unbelievable football game by um, Jonathan Taylor, the offensive line. Carson Wentz, I mean, you'll look at this and you just assume we had a – you look at Carson Wentz stats and you think we had a bad day. Uh, I mean, no turnovers, obviously, which is great. But, yeah, I mean, you're, Jonathan Taylor literally carried the team on his back, had a little whoop, had a little get off me on uh, one of the touchdowns. It was a lot of fun to watch. I could sit here and talk about every single touchdown. Um, but, honestly, today I saw some I saw some pretty impressive uh, work from another member of the offensive side of the football, Frank Reich. Reich rolls. Fantastic play calling. The, I, I, mm-hmm. you, you worded it better. I don't know that it was the play calling itself, but also paired up the scheme. I mean, some of the play designs specifically. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the play design, and I'm watching the rest of this game. Some of these runs that we saw were so unique. Uh, one for Hines towards the end of the game was like a little in, and I blew, I, I've never seen anything like it. Um, what did you think about Frank Reich today? Frank Reich was on the money today. Yeah. And, and I, I know the exact play you're talking about towards the end of the game after Taylor had already destroyed the Hines Buffalo and Taylor Bills were both defense. on the field. Hines and Taylor are both on the field, which I don't think we, me and you talk about enough during the show is those, the, when those packages, when Taylor and Hines are both on the field, yeah. the Colts are at their best when both of those guys are on the field. And I think we're starting to see that more and more each week with the Colts. But anyway, that play was Carson Wentz acts like he's going to, he's going to pitch it to the left to Jonathan Taylor. The defense starts to follow Jonathan Taylor and you know Carson Wentz with his ball handling, he acts like he's going to fake it and just yep. hands the ball off in front of him as Naheem Hines is coming around. It's almost like a mini jet sweep. And Naheem just kind of takes it right around, right in between the right guard and the right tackle. And there was plenty of yardage there. So not only that, but I, I thought it really started on that first third or that second and nineteen. Uh, when when the Colts got backed up after a holding penalty and, and Carson Wentz put a ball right on the money to Michael Pittman Jr. I, I want to watch. I can't wait to watch the film on that to see that play design because it, number one, Michael Pittman Jr. just beat his man in Tredavious White, but it allowed Michael Pittman Jr. to pick up those big yardage. There were multiple times where Jonathan Taylor got the ball and the Colts did different things with the offensive lineman, whether it was pulling different guys, kind of doing some misdirection stuff. But Frank Reich was absolutely on the money with his play calling. He didn't get too cute with it like he does sometimes. He didn't overthink it. He just, he saw what was working. He gave Jonathan Taylor the ball and found different ways to put it in Jonathan Taylor's hands, not just a a dive or a draw right up the middle. There were some, there were some RPOs there. There were some draws. There was some play action in there that, that helped Carson Wentz when he was, did pass the ball to deliver and get some first downs. And then like we talked about the, the plays to Naheem Hines, there were some different things with the tight ends. This was easily Frank Reich's best game this year calling plays and he was in complete control of the game as well. And I think that really helped set the Colts up for offensive success. And that was something I was kind of worried about once after halftime, are the Colts going to get cute and try to just throw the ball, try to almost overthink things and, and, and try to, catch the Bills defense off guard rather than sticking with what worked. Frank Reich had no part of that today and stuck with the running game. I loved it. Matt makes a good point that Granson catch in the red zone too. Frank starting to make it a point to get Granson more involved. It looks like, um, mm-hmm. and also, yeah, Wentz that big run, little Houdini, uh, little magic there. Yeah, I, I gave a little, Wentz, I gave I mean, a little boom. Whoop, whoop. That's probably copyrighted. <laughs> By Chris Berman, whether yeah. whether or not Carson, that's what Carson Wentz meant to do, or whether he just thought, oh, I'm going to get hit, I better duck and and cover the ball, and then all of yeah. a sudden, oh, I'm free. It, it still was great, and you know what? I love to see Carson Wentz did a baseball slide. He didn't dive head. That's first what I said. After first that. thing I said, look at him slide. I, I was pounding he Paige slid. on the leg. I was like, look, he slid. He slid like a baseball player, like a quarterback should. Didn't put the ball in harm's way today. Yep. Car- I mean, Carson Wentz did exactly what he did. He have to a do. single stupid flip, or I I can't think of one. Nothing today. No, oh. no, no turnover, no turnover worthy plays. And he played exactly how you said on Wednesday. You, I mean, then this is something we've been saying on this show all year. We don't need Carson Wentz 
to dominate and win us games. Carson Wentz just needs to manage the offense. And when it's his time, then we need to see him make plays, but otherwise get the Colts into the right positions like he did. I'm, I'm sure there were many times where he checked it into runs as well. Oh, got it into Jonathan it. Taylor. Yeah. Got it into Jonathan Taylor's hands. And, and so as far as a mental standpoint, I think Carson Wentz had a phenomenal game today. Did yeah. exactly what he needed Completion to do. Completion percentage for the not great. Game. That's okay. We didn't need it today. But completion percentage could have been a little better, eleven out of twenty. But um, and even the conditions, we got to remember the conditions. Oh, it was rough. There were a lot of a lot of drops. But I think the biggest thing is Carson Wentz never put the ball in harm's way today, and and it was obvious the Colts. Colts There was one ball that got bopped up. Fantastic on offense. There was one one ball that got popped up that made me a little worried. But um, I mean that's just going to happen in in the weather. And yeah, we want a little more out of him, maybe. Normally, because Jonathan Taylor is not going to do what he did today very often. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, right. uh, yeah, Reich was great. Uh, Carson, yeah, did, Carson did what he needed to do. Taylor's not going to normally have the game that he had. And Carson's not going to have the, the, the low numbers that he did either. I think it was just a byproduct of them wanting to get the ball in Taylor's hands so much that Carson just stepped aside and just kept feeding JT as he should have. Yeah, Kyle, th- yeah, sure. Carson needs to show more. Been kind of Ed the last two weeks, but I mean, we last week, definitely. But I mean, when, you, when you're able to ride JT like you did today, I mean, why bother? I mean, just take care of the football. I mean, it, he had some throwaways. I mean, it, I'm, I'm fine with how he played today. Um, also, yeah, the momentum change with that dropped uh, kicker. T- I didn't even, I mean, I we changed the channel to look at the the Packers and Vikings game for a second. My mom didn't change it back very fast, and I come back, we have, we're have we running into the end zone. I'm like, what in the shit is going on? <laughs> like, how long, how long were we on that game? I don't understand what's going on, so. That was a huge part of the, that was a huge turning point in yeah. this game because the Colts had scored and, and how many times this year where we've seen had to settle, they, they did get, they did settle for a field goal. Colts were up 17 to seven at that point. If Buffalo drives down the field and gets a touchdown, like mm-hmm. they did in the playoff game in January, remember the Colts were up. I think it was, might've been even 17 to seven, or it was something similar to that. Colts were up. The bills got it right before the half drove down and scored, then got the ball after half, drove down and scored again. It was a completely different ball game. This time, instead, the, McKenzie fumbles it on the kickoff again because of the conditions. And I really think the conditions played a, a, a big role here because the Bills, while they play outside, they haven't really played in a bad weather game this year. The Colts yeah. just did. The Colts just played in a in a – uh, basically a typhoon in in San Francisco. I was there. I experienced it. Hey, I were you the, at the that, game in San Francisco when it rained a lot? Apparently, to some people, I was. I didn't even watch the game. Bomb cyclone. Twitter. Bomb cyclone. River in go. the river in the sky. But anyways, I think that <laughs> that was to the Colts' advantage. So and then McKenzie fumbles the ball. The Colts get the touchdown there, and then the Bills after half. Well, then the, the Bills still got the ball, missed the field goal. Bills get the ball after half. Don't capitalize on that either. So that was a huge momentum swing, yep. and it was basically 14 points that the Bills left on the board there, and the Colts capitalized on it all. Uh, I don't know if we already said this. 370 total yards, 46 rushes, and 20 passes um, on Frank's play calling today. Real solid. Not the, defense. Not not Go the ahead. balance that we were expecting, but I mean, it worked out. Absolutely. If the balance is going to tip one way, that's the way I want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense, I would say eight strong quarters in a row now. And and I don't even remember what game was before Jacksonville. Maybe seven or maybe nine or ten. I don't know. Uh, no, that's when we blew it against the Jets. The Never Jets. mind. Yeah, not great uh, those last two quarters of that game. But uh, 307 yards allowed, three interceptions. Three interceptions and special teams obviously uh, gets credit for that uh, fumble recovery, but look good. Josh Allen didn't look great. I saw I saw a stat at halftime that that Josh Allen had been pressured on forty percent of his dropbacks, which was the most he had been pressured all year. Credit the defensive line for the Indianapolis Colts. Quiddy Pay gets another sack, gets a strip sack uh-huh. of Josh Allen. DeForest Buckner was in there multiple times. Grover Stewart multiple times stopping the run. The Colts defensive line did what we needed to do. And we're starting to see yeah. them come on. This isn't this isn't just oh a flash in the bucket. Ever since that Jets game, 
this Colts defensive line has really shown out. They did so against the Jets. They did so against Trevor Lawrence. And they did so again this week against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen could never get into a rhythm. It seemed like he could only get it to, to Stefan Diggs in the red zone. I mean, Stefan Diggs was very, very quiet. I mean, he had two touchdowns. But do you really remake, remember Stefan Diggs making plays down the field before that point? He, he They really didn't call his name too often. And I think it was because besides two touchdowns. Well, besides the two touchdowns, but uh, the first one, the no first one was bombs. a phenomenal throw. Exactly, the Colts didn't allow very many big plays. There was one big run to Matt Breida, but I'm pretty sure that was it. Maybe one to maybe one to uh, to Dawson, the the Bills tight end. Yep. But other than that, the Colts did a phenomenal job, and and, and they're forcing turnovers at an abnormally high rate. A lot of teams, when you, when you think of this, it's like, well, this can't be sustained. I, this is how the Colts defense is built, though. They're built to force those we turnovers. We had people in our comments. I can actually think of exactly who was in our comments, uh, friend of the show, saying that our defense couldn't sustain this amount of success in regards to turnovers, and here we are. Right, absolutely. And and it's great to see because the, the Buffalo and the Buffalo Bills were a defense that led the league in takeaways. Colts were second. That's no longer. The Colts are now the leaders in takeaways. They've got three today on defense, one on special teams. And and it's it's just it's great to see this defense finally put together four quarters of good football yeah. in a single game. And we haven't really seen that too much. And I mean, you could say that maybe against Jacksonville, but still Jacksonville still climbed back into the game. They did. The bills did not climb back into the game in this one. And the, the Colts constantly put pressure on it. I think there was a turnover in every single quarter. George yeah. Odom's interception was in the first, the fumble on the kickoff was in the second. Kenny Moore's interception, which, by the way, I gave awesome. Xavier Rhodes. I gave Xavier Rhodes a lot of crap during the game. Yep, and for the most part, he didn't he made play that well. Play. He did make that play. And Kenny Moore, instead of going right up and trying to get it, nice little tip to himself to make a better, make it easier for him to catch. And then the Zaire Franklin interception on Mitch Trubisky in garbage time. So fantastic effort by this defense. And this is the, what's something that we need to see moving forward. So that way, the Colts can take on these tough teams that they're facing because. The Buccaneers are coming next week. We still have the Cardinals. The Raiders lost another one, but the Patriots are are starting to move along, and the Patriots are now the leaders of the AFC East. So the Colts still have a lot of good teams and good offenses coming up on the schedule. The defense needs to show out like they did today. This is a fun stat. They said on NBC pregame that Buffalo only had seven design runs. Woo. Not enough runs. Um, Buffalo, well, that's kind of the same thing that they did last year against yeah. Indianapolis. They didn't run the ball very much. And, and then once the Colts got behind, or once the Bills got behind, they pretty much abandoned the running game and it allowed Pay and Buckner and, and those guys on the defensive line to pin their ears back and just go tee off on Josh Allen. Um, Last thing here on the, on the defense, because I like this question, because I, I want your answer. Kyle Stewart says, so if Willis is available for Tampa Bay, who do you start at free safety, Sandejo or Odom? Oh, and by the way, George Odom seemed to, to be everywhere today, I think is what he meant there. Uh, yeah, George Odom had a good football game. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I would say George Odom. I don't think Sandejo is very good. If you watch the show regularly, you know neither of us really think very highly of Sandejo. Yeah, I would probably go with George Odom. I think the Colt, what the Colts will do is they'll probably rotate Sendejo and George Odom throughout the game if Kari yeah. Willis is healthy and comes back next week against Tampa Bay. But yeah, George Odom had a phenomenal performance today. Definitely his best performance of the season. He was reading Josh Allen very well. He almost had two interceptions on that one towards the end zone, which would have been a phenomenal catch by him. So George Odom is coming along, and, and it's something that the Colts desperately need because Kari yeah. Willis has been out. Julian Blackman obviously is done for the year. Yeah, yeah. The Colts need someone in that deep secondary to step up and fill that void for Julian Blackman once Kari Willis does come back. So, yeah, I think the Colts will rotate him, but if it was up to me, George Odom would be getting the majority of those snaps at free safety. Colts capitalized on all those turnovers we just talked about, Andrew. 21 points off of turnovers, the most in the NFL. Um, 
before the game started. Uh, I don't imagine anybody's going to be passing us after this this week's performance. Uh, that was something that we mentioned game one and two. We're like, great, yeah, we've won- we literally have won. I think we've lost two games. We've won the turnover battle this year mm-hmm. uh, because we weren't capitalizing. That has definitely improved. Um, same, actually, our, our red zone offense, same deal. Early in the year, it was like, what is going on? And now we're up there in the top of the ranks um, in regards to both of those statistics. And I think a lot of it has to do with the red zone efficiency that the Colts yeah. have, have 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 worked very hard on throughout yeah. the year. Because, I mean, yeah, we were getting those turnovers, but a lot of them were having to settle in, in three points. And then the, the, it was almost like a wasted opportunity because when you get those turnovers, you really need to turn those into, into seven points, into touchdowns. And that's what the Colts have been doing, and that's a big reason why the Colts have been able to get these leads in these games and, and, and really take advantage of that. And then it definitely helps having Jonathan Taylor back there. The offensive line is playing its best football even with Quentin Nelson hobbling out there. And I mean, this, this guy, Quentin Nelson is, he had a brace on his ankle. He, yeah, and he had it taped was up with a probably, real intense brace with probably five pounds of tape. And so, you know, that that ankle is in no shape to be playing and Quentin Nelson is still going out there and bulldozing dudes. So you got to credit to him. He's just a, a very gutsy performance by, by the all pro. But, but at the same time, I mean, Mark Lewinsky played pretty well today. Chris Reed, you can put him in either guard spot. Eric Fisher had a great game. And then you've obviously got Ryan Kelly and Braden Smith, who you can always count on, too. The Colts' offensive line is definitely stepping up, and they're stepping up at the right time. And I think it's just that continuity. They've been able to play more together. And, and where they weren't being able to play together throughout training camp, and you can just see what continuity does, especially to a group like the offensive line. We got a lot of momentum right now. We got a real shitty game next week, too. Um, I'm really interested to see how Tampa plays tonight, tomorrow night, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Really interested. Well, I don't care. They've lost a couple of games they probably shouldn't have uh, in a row here um, against Trevor Simeon. And who'd they lose to last week? It was another ugly game they they shouldn't have lost. I don't even remember who they played. The football team, Washington football team? Yeah, mm-hmm. Taylor Heineke and Trevor Simeon. So yeah. uh, I don't know. Maybe the Buc- maybe the Bucks are having a midseason crisis. But um, I saw something that made me. I wanted to go back to this. Um, I don't know. Somebody mentioned Titans. Oh, here we go. One season. Uh, Titans have New England next week. A week. A win over the Bucks next week. Uh, and we're right back in the division race. I I, I didn't think that was going to be possible. Houston stepped up huge today. Big Houston fan today. Hey. Go Texans. How about that? Um, they really they really pulled through uh, and helped us out. We we're gonna need we're gonna need the Titans to lose a couple. I wouldn't mind squeaking in and, and getting a home game in the playoffs. That would be wonderful. But we have to take care of our business first. During the during JT's postgame speech, we're still one and zero from here. One and zero from here. Um, you know, and, and we have a real tough game next week. The Colts are going to enjoy this one and they'll enjoy it for about 24 hours, but then they know how important next week is there. And Frank Reich said it after the game, we're going up against the, the world champions. They have what we want. And our, the first step to do that is to go out there and beat them. Tom Brady obviously is going to be licking his chops to go up against a, a Colts defense that has struggled. I mean, outside of today, they've struggled against elite quarterbacks. The, the, the key is going to be, again, this Colts defense getting pressure on Tom Brady, not allowing him to sit back there in the pocket and just pick the Colts defense apart, and then generating those turnovers. Because like I said, on Wednesday's episode, Drew Brees, when the Colts faced Drew Brees a couple years ago, he completed 95% of his passes. And Tom Brady could very well do that as well. So that's why you it's said be something on about Colts. what if he completes 100%. It's realistic. Very, You've got to well pressure could. him. That's the only way to beat Tom Brady. I remember the first Super Bowl against the Giants. Mm-hmm. I went to the Orthodontist and. <laughs> I shut up. I was in the I was waiting in the lobby and there's there's magazines around, okay? Uh kids magazines are these paper books with pictures. And there's one called Sports Illustrated. Ever heard of them? Oh yeah. Those guys that sponsor us and we work for, yeah. Um no big deal. Uh they 
had basically there was an article about the Super Bowl on the front, and it was can the Giants pressure Tom Brady? And the article, you know, I believe, you know, if they can pressure Brady, they can win this football game. And a few months later, there's another magazine sitting there. Giants get to Tom Brady X amount of times win Super Bowl. That's that is the one way to beat Tom Brady is to get to him, to pressure him, and to beat him beat him up a little bit because that's the one thing in this entire sport that flusters him. It's the only thing. And not only pressuring him, but pressuring him up the middle. Yeah. So Tom Brady cannot step up into his throws. So I'm looking at you, DeForest Buckner, the all pro defensive tackle. I'm looking at you, Grover Stewart, who is all pro the level. Most under- Defensive tackle, <laughs> one of one of the best nose tackles in the entire game. Those are guys that are going to be critical. I mean, you you got Quiddy Pay on the edge, Al Cody Muhammad, Kamoko Ture, Dio Dangbo, but it's going to be in the middle there, coming up in Tom Brady's face. And we'll do a more detailed breakdown on on Wednesday for you guys. Going to read my but, mind, but the, but the Colts the Colts are. The Colts can keep this momentum going. It's going to be a big game. You know Lucas Oil Stadium is going to be rocking. It is every single time Tom Brady comes back because of the Colts and fans' hatred for Tom Brady. Robert Mathis is going into the ring of honor. The guy that is the QB hater. The guy that is someone that hates Tom Brady himself. So it's going to be a very charged atmosphere. I hear Adam Vinatieri is going to be the one that's hitting the anvil. That's going to get a lot of people juiced up as well. It's going to be a fun game on Sunday. Uh, Colts versus Bucks. Uh, yeah, that late hit on Wentz also scared the piss out of me a little bit. I was not happy about that. Um, yeah. So Brandon says he's just as uh, confident for the Bucks game as he was for the Bills might match up better with the Bucks because Brady doesn't scrim. That's a good point. That helps. Um but not if we do not if we give them all day. But so Brandon, double or nothing, if we beat the Bucks, then you do twenty laps around the house painted blue. Is that we'll we'll, we'll no, wait the for bet, coming back. The bet was uh ten if they beat the Bucks and the and the Bills. That was the original bet. Oh, was it? Okay. So I'll see. Yeah. I don't remember anything. My brain lasts about <laughs> ten hours. Uh Injuries, one to worry about. Quentin Nelson left the game. At one point, I legitimately thought he was going to come back in and I was going to lose my mind. I'm like, can we please leave him out? I'm sick of seeing him lay on the field looking vulnerable like that because I know he hates that. I know he does not like looking like that. You saw him pissed as hell on the sideline. And and then another another hold call, Andrew and I talked about. Is it that ankle? Is it because he's slower? Is it because he's getting beat? That one, no. Um, but still, something you know, something's going on. Something's different. Yeah, I think the Colts desperately need the bye week, not only for Quentin Nelson, but for Darius Leonard as well. Darius yeah. Leonard obviously is is very hobbled with that ankle. We didn't hear his name oh, we got two more? much of much at all so the the Colts have this game against uh the Buccaneers coming up then they have the game against Houston and then I think they have the bye after that week 14 I think is the Colts bye so just make it through these two weeks get that bye week hopefully that helps tremendously for Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard to get healed up for a stretch run that includes the Patriots the Raiders the Cardinals all of those teams that that are very well could knock the Colts off in any one of those games. Yeah. What Andrew said, we need to get healthy. We need the bye week, two more games till we're there. Um, we need it. And uh, I think our guys deserve it. A lot of new dads too on the team. Uh, we found out on hard knocks. So let's go ahead and talk about a little hard knocks in season, the Indianapolis Colts. Hey, and also don't we're be going to get one of these moments the poor potties. All right, I, I I went in there. I about threw up. All right, have a little bit more. Uh, so- I just uh, <laughs> we haven't used that in so long. I know I we missed it greatly. <laughs> we need we need uh, we need one of those moments soon. Um, Hard knocks we was do, good. Hey, we had we had one where uh, uh, Rigo Rigo Sanchez said that his wife was pushing the baby out for three hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see you see Isaac Rochelle's face. He yeah. was like, oh my god. Yeah, so, that was funny. It was a it was a good moment. I love the I loved how it started uh because it's just so different than the preseason when the normal hard knocks. I loved the whole recap of each game. Uh mm-hmm. what's going, you know, like they catch you up in 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 5 minutes and then it's like into the action. I thought it was awesome. 
Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And and as far as the story goes, I think we're going to get more. I'm always the type of guy, because I mean, I've only watched Hard Knocks for two seasons before this, but I like learning about the guys on the back end of the roster. And I'm sure we'll get that. But it was kind of cool seeing behind the scenes of Carson Wentz and, and Darius Leonard's home lives. I mean, yeah. Carson Wentz and his wife just had a baby, another baby last week. It was fun kind of seeing their their relationship and everything. And then Hadley Darius Leonard. Hadley and... Uh, Hudson Hudson his two I do hate the fact that they're going to be one of those family that name families that name all their kids using the same letter well that's my family so I thanks know. for hating my family I don't I don't hate your family I hate that <laughs> your parents did that my cousins Tim Tony Tyler Tucker Trevor five of them five teeth you know what I mean I just I don't know I've I've, I've always thought that was an odd thing to do but to each their own Andrew so sorry I offended you but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of girl dads on on a lot the of girl dads. Not enough testosterone on this team. <laughs> so I mean, Carson Wentz has two daughters. Darius Leonard has two daughters. They did gender reveals for Ryan Kelly, and it's going to be a girl and his his wife. Uh, Mark Lewinsky and his wife having a girl as well. Uh, I, maybe even Rigoberto Sanchez and his wife had a girl. I'm not entirely sure on that, but the. The Colts have a lot of girl dads on their team, but it's it's really kind of cool to we see. We need some all guys those... that bring the Y chromosome on this football team. <laughs> there we go. It's it's cool to see just how family oriented the, the a lot of the Colts players are on this team. Yeah, uh, Wenson right connection was good behind the uh, that zero and three to five and th- five thing that was good. Uh, Kyle Stewart says, so I hear that JT gets a pretty big highlight on this week's episode. I would imagine that's true. I think, uh, I think we're going to hear a little bit about Jonathan Taylor this week. He may be featured Uh, the, the clip that, and speaking of Jonathan Taylor, the conversation between, uh, Scotty Montgomery, the Colts running back coach and, and Chris Ballard talking about, Oh yeah, that was awesome. And and their love for him and just how, how Montgomery said that he's been around so many greats in this league. And Jonathan Taylor's like nothing he's ever seen before. Yeah. And then it just is so perfect that Jonathan Taylor goes out and has that kind of performance after seeing that it was, it was incredible. Yeah. I mean, it just lined right up. He was, I mean, he was basically saying, he's like, I think he might be the best back I've ever worked with. He said, I've worked with hall of famers and I've never seen anything like this guy. I like now that are being quiet too. There's like people in the hallway. They don't want, to you know they don't want mm-hmm. everybody to know chris is saying real nice things about jt or something i don't know it's very funny <laughs> um i enjoyed it a lot uh i really thought apparently the colts had or the nfl had um heinz mic'd up and i saw like stuff on twitter this week thinking it was from hard knocks it was not at all that was just separate heinz yeah. was just mic'd up that week mm-hmm but yeah, I think it was a good episode. I'm excited to see the what the rest of the season holds and and like 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 Brandon mentioned kind of the seeing the the Wentz and 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 Frank Wright connection. We we've kind of heard about that before. I think we even talked about it when the trade was made how Frank Wright got into the truck with Carson Wentz and so and mentioned a Bible verse and then Carson showed that that was the exact same yeah. Bible verse that That's he had on his phone. The, that, that connection is is just so deep and it's 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 not it's not normal for for i mean quarterbacks and head coaches usually do have a very close relationship but that close of a relationship where they where they they bond so strongly together on their faith and that's why I, a big part of why i think this has worked in indianapolis is because frank reich and carson wentz are so closely connected and they can be yeah. honest with one another so i think that's a big Big reason that it's been successful so far. I like that Frank was so open about the fact that, like, I mean, he, this was not like Chris Ballard. It, I didn't get the impression, just like last year, that Carson Wentz was top of Chris Ballard's mind. And and, mm-hmm. and it was Frank asking him, go get him for me. I'm telling you, this is going to work. Go get this guy for me, and you're it's going to pay off. Um, and it, you and I, so far, we're we're happy with it. Believe it or not, Twitter. You have the you have the uh, Andrew Andrew's the Carson Wentz hater over here. Yeah, but Andrew more the Carson Wentz hater. I'm happy with him. The last thing I'm going to say about Hard Knocks, though, and I this better be played before kickoff uh, on Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium is <laughs> Jim Irsay going in the locker room awesome. and starting the chant. Uh, we will rock you. It was so. It was. It was so he funny. Classic so Jim Mercer. Corny. He's so, he's so awesome. He oh, is he so is, corny. It is so 
funny. Pat McAfee, I think, uh, tw- like tweeted a vi- that video of it, calling him a mm-hmm. legend, and Jim actually quoted him and said something back and love it. You know, that was yeah. really cool. Um, but yeah, not. Th- I mean, I literally watched it this morning, like li- more listened to it in the car while I was you know driving to and from church and just trying to, I was just, I, I had no time this week to squeeze it in. I was just trying to squeeze it in uh, because of course you get your fiance, you get your lady hooked on things like this, and now you're not allowed to watch those things without her. So that's, <laughs> that's how that, that's how that had to go. But see, I, I tried to have my fiance, Danny, watch it with me and it was on for maybe three minutes and she was, she was passed out. So yeah, I, 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 consider yourself lucky. I made a bad decision. Marvel. That's what happens when you date it, or when you're you're going to marry a kindergarten teacher who's always tighter. So. Superhero movies, Star Wars, football stuff. Apparently, now you know. I mean, I just can't. I can't watch anything alone anymore. Uh, but that's I, that's married life. Am I right? Anyway, absolutely. Week eleven, slated games. I still think I won money today. Just so you know, I'm I'm really uh I'm having a good time with these you know touchdown scores and and over unders on touchdowns for quarterbacks and stuff i'm having a lot of luck in that department wins and losses not so much uh this game though patriots 25 falcon zero did i did not expect that ass whooping but i did expect the patriots to win but c- come on zero points from the falcons i needed matt ryan to throw two touchdowns that's all i needed yeah, I I mean, I'm going to give credit to the Patriots because the Patriots do look good, and Mac Jones is 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 lighting it up. I mean, whether Peter Schrager said, the, I cannot believe the rest of the league let this happen. Whether, whether you're going up against the Falcons or not, the dude has still completed over 80% of his passes in two straight games as a rookie. Mac Jones is, is tearing it up. And, Offensive and rookie of the year. I don't know. I would still think of Mark, Jamar Chase has tests. He didn't have much of a that. game today, did he? I don't know. I, I don't really didn't so. watch the Bengals game. Keep talking. But anyways, anyways, that I think this Patriots team is looking very dangerous, and they're now, like I said earlier, they're now leading the AFC AFC East with Buffalo's loss today. So I think for the Patriots, they, they're and they're going against Tennessee next week. So that's going to be a big game. Is Tennessee going to continue going to bounce back, or is continue go, is uh, New England going to continue to roll? So it'll be a fun matchup to watch. But yeah, Mac Jones has been killing it, and and the Falcons. I don't know how the Falcons are four and five. I mean, when you play like that, that offensive line is in absolute shambles. And and I feel I feel bad for Matt Ryan that he has to play behind it every week. Chase had one touchdown, th- three receptions, 32 yards. Not that we're talking about that game yet. Hey, stats. Matt, I want to know if that touchdown came in the first half or the second half. I have a bet that depends on that. I'm pretty he sure it came in the second half. He did, he did come in and say that Chase had a TD, so Matt's Matt's been on it. Matt's on stats. Uh, Ravens 16, Bears 13. It was close, but they get the win without Lamar. I was uh, – Bears suck. The Bears, Bears are bad are at football. Awful. Justin Fields isn't good. Get over it. Uh, Jalen Hurts well, just, is better than Justin, Justin Fields. Justin Fields had a rib injury, and Andy Dalton came in. Andy Dalton actually didn't do too bad, but then the Bears are up 13-9 to nine with literally a, less than two minutes left, and you have the backup quarterback for the Ravens in, and you can't put up any sort of fight and you just let him go right down the field and yeah. score a touchdown. That's Matt, Nagy should, Matt Nagy should be fired. Uh, Browns 16, 13. Lions 10. That was a close game. That's ridiculous. Browns did not play very well, and Jared Goff was not playing either. It was the the backup quarterback for the Lions, so Baker yeah. didn't have a good game. Baker, Baker didn't talk hurt. to the media. Baker didn't talk to the media after the game, so the Browns squeaked by the Lions. Damn it, Matt. Uh, second half is when that touchdown came. Yeah, I, I saw a Browns fan that I follow on Twitter, old friend of mine that was like, why is Baker on the field? He can barely stand up on his own is how bad they said it looked, but I, I didn't I didn't see it myself. Uh, Texans, again, wrong page. <laughs> Texans get the win, 22-13 over the Titans. They, they got off to an early lead. That game, I mean, that looked as bad as the game you were at in, in San Francisco where it rained a lot. You remember that one? Uh, I mean, a lot of rain in this football game for the Texans and Titans, uh, and they get the win. 
Tyrod Taylor. Saw Ryan, saw Ryan Tannehill had four interceptions. So when you have Julio Jones out and Derrick Henry out, starting to seem maybe the maybe the luck of the Titans is running out. I'm not. It could just be a bad game, and that's probably what I'm going to chalk it up to because the Titans have won. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But hey. Uh, go good for the Texans. I mean, Tyron Taylor needed that win. The Texans have had a dumpster fire of a season, so good for them. Maybe they hey. build some momentum just to come crashing down when they play the Colts in a couple weeks. I'll tell you what, something the Colts have on uh, all these good teams we've talked about, Colts don't have a loss against a bad team yet. That's true. Knock on wood. <laughs> Knock on this f- fake laminate wood over here probably. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so far so good. Uh, Vikings beat the Packers. You were you were almost right, Andrew. 34-31. I said that it was going to be a close game, and I said don't be surprised if the Vikings do come out with this victory, and I should have went with my gut because I went with my gut for the Colts' bills yeah. and it was right there. Should have went with my gut on this one, and the Vikings, good for them, sw- uh, squeaking out a win at home over a very good Packers team. Uh, Eagles might be good. They're still a little ways out. I'm skipping a game. We'll go back to it. Eagles might be good. They win 40 to 29 over the Saints. Uh good for Nick Sirianni. They're putting up a lot of points. Jalen Hurts looks good. Who knows? Eagles are playing a lot of teams with bad quarterbacks right now. And good credit to them for for Another rallying. Game, yeah. Credit credit to Nick Sirianni for taking care of business. And and yeah, so the Saints. The Saints do not look like they're going to end the season very well without Jameis Winston, which is a pretty crazy thing to say. But, I mean, Taysom Hill, you pay this guy a bunch of money thinking, hey, he's a pretty good quarterback, pretty good player. Where's he at? Not helping you whatsoever. Is he hurt? Just like, no, he's healthy. I don't know. But just like I said, Taysom Hill, not that great of a player. Dolphins 24, Jets 17. Dolphins, if Tyler, the Dolphins are not making the playoffs. They are not going on the run you think they are if they're beating the Jets by seven. Period. The end. Joe Flacco could not utilize his elite talents today and, and pull the Jets to a victory. But I mean, if the Dolphins, I didn't really, wa- I didn't watch any of that game, Neither so I don't know if if the Dolphins really used the same tactic as they did against Lamar, where they were just doing a cover zero blitz on every play. But but hey, good for the Dolphins to get a a, a win over a, another terrible team. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I remember that. So Matt says, remember when Sean Payton said Hill was the next Marino? Yeah, well, Sean Payton's an idiot. So there we go. Let's not let's not slander Sean Payton. That's unnecessary. I think I don't I don't think we need to go that far. Uh Washington football team ruins the Cam Newton homecoming. 27-21 football team over the Panthers. You are very frozen, sir. Is everything frozen? Nope, just you. Uh, so Cam Newton still has a good football game. I don't know what's going on with Andrew. Maybe I can boot him from the stream and bring him back in here. Uh, hilarious that he's just sitting there frozen. Uh, I I don't really I didn't watch any of that game. Uh, the football team, though, like I said, Panthers got the best of the Panthers, uh, and we're moving it along here. He's still frozen. I, I don't know. Do we need do you need to leave and come back, Andrew? Exit. Come there. He goes. Look at him. He's figuring out technical difficulties. We do apologize. Uh, 49ers handle business against the Jaguars. Remember, uh, we handle business against the 49ers. Uh, they did not play any games against the Jaguars, though, like we did. Uh, Jaguars looked lost in that one. Bengals did win big over the Raiders. Uh, 32. To thirteen, I think I forgot to update a couple of these games in the in the old banner down there. Uh, Chiefs, that was a good football game. Not as high scoring as I would have expected. Chiefs beat the Cowboys nineteen to nine. I'm sure Andrew's texting me, freaking out. Internet just dropped. Uh, I'm doing this alone. Look, we'll text him back. I'll keep going, Andrew. Save yourself. <laughs> he's going to be so mad about this. Um, Cardinals beat the Seahawks. I changed my pick. Uh, as I said, I said, if Kyler Murray doesn't play, I am going to change my pick to the Seahawks. I did do that. Cardinals still win 23 to 13. The Seahawks are not going to make the playoffs. Um, you know, it's hard to see Russell, Russell Wilson. Uh, not a lot of season. He's seasons are going to go by without him making the playoffs. Um, 
what 49ers had a 13 minute opening drive. That is a long time, Matt. Um, I remember when the Miami Dolphins did something similar against the Colts all night long and Peyton Manning still beat them. Um, but yeah, the Seahawks, Russell Wilson's not, not a lot of seasons are going to go by where he does not make the, uh, the playoffs, but you know, it happened to Peyton a couple times. It's happened to Brady. It's going to happen. Uh, and that's it for the games game tonight. Uh, looks like who's in the lead here. Last I saw Steelers were up three, nothing Steelers up three Oh three, seven Chargers scored. All right. Love that. Uh, news around the league. Eagles and tight end Dallas Goddard agree to a four-year, $57 million contract extension with $35 million, uh, $35 million guaranteed. Uh, I don't think – I don't know if he's that good. I think he's good. I don't know if he's that good. I haven't watched a single 7-3 yet. I haven't watched a single uh, Eagles game all the way through, so I, I really don't have any idea how well Goddard's been playing. Uh, Bears placed linebacker Khalil Mack on IR to have season-ending foot injury. Foot injuries. Uh, gotta hate them. I'm sick of hearing foot injuries for the Colts. Lower leg injuries. No more this year. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's news around the league. Still no Andrew. I'm rolling alone. I'm just going to finish the show alone. We don't need him. Send him home. I'm doing, I'm doing the show alone next week. I'm going to do his segment right now. Colts player of the game. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Can I get some votes in the chat? Who's the Colts player of the game? Was it Carson Wentz? T.Y. Hilton? No. Colts player of the game, Jonathan Taylor. Unbelievable performance. Uh, obviously, uh, we were gonna we were gonna agree on this one. Uh, thirty-two carries, one hundred and eighty-five yards, four touchdowns rushing, three catches, nineteen yards, and receiving touchdown. Uh, unbelievable performance by Jonathan Taylor. He's gonna be offensive player of the month. He's now officially in the MVP race. Um, he is absolutely incredible. Can't wait to keep watching him play football. Um, FedEx player of the uh, ground player of the game three weeks in a row. I or three out of the last four weeks. I apologize. Could happen. Could happen. Uh, hey guys, thanks a lot for listening. Go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at a Colts Podcast. Uh, we love interacting with you guys on there. Go give Andrew uh, some crap for his uh, internet issues today. That'll be really funny. Um. Big win. Big win. I, I it, That was the point, Matt. I was joking. It was obviously Jonathan Taylor. Uh, and the defense as a whole, we could say. Uh, but until next week, big game, or Wednesday, big game against the uh, Bucks. Let Go this Colts. moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you, and God bless football.